good morning. It's Wednesday, November 16th, and I'm starting in a somber voice because this is how Jim Cramer talked when Facebook came out. I'm sorry. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> My apologies for Target earnings. I was wrong. Target flopped. Target is down mm, 15% pre-market. Um, it's part of the reason why I tell you guys, hey, you know, if you want to play earnings, play earnings on stocks you don't mind holding. Um, Target is down. Let's see. Target. Do, 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 we'll go to this list. Target is down 15% to $150. Um, if we look at this chart, it's not going to show the candle yet, but it's going to gap down and it's going to gap down big. So it's gapping down from that 178 down all the way here um, to cover this gap that's well below. See that gap right there at 151. It almost covered this entire 179. I believe when we got this 173, I said we're going to, to, to cover that one. <clears throat> James on YouTube said he got out. Kudos to James. My apologies to everyone, including me, who's in, who may have bought more, uh, like me. <laughs> uh, I think I got it at about 175 or so. Um, I'm not worried. I added more to my position just to hold. Uh, obviously, Walmart is the one. If we go over here and we go to Target, so you're going to be down 15%. It's going to be down even more. Uh, year to date, you're going to be down here. You know, you started the year at about 220. So you're going to be down almost 30%. This is just, it's a horrible, horrible stock right now. Um, I would not be adding to it. I would not be shorting it. Uh, I kind of said, hey, if you want to play, you know, earnings and you think that it's going to run, it covered this gap and it just, it had, from a technical standpoint, it came back and covered these. Uh, I would be probably be buying at 150. Um, uh, in fact, I may sell the short lot that I did from a tax perspective. Um, it might make sense for me. So I've got to look at it. But again, my apologies. <laughs> what a douche he is. Um, let's start off with some good news. There was a, uh, there's two things. First off, Mike Howard from, um, uh, commented on a short that I had. He's super, super sweet. Uh, he said that he's learned a lot. And if you guys were watching on YouTube, you saw um, how kind of choked up I was just and happy this kind of stuff makes me. It really does that you guys are learning stuff. But what I want to comment, Mike, is it, it is so funny um, because it, for some reason you might have done this with speech. You might have done this somewhere else. Uh, but you said commenting purely for the algorithm, <laughs> not the algorithm, the algorithm. So Al Gore, hey, what's up? Let's Al Gore. <laughs> um, and then you went on to say some super nice things. Thanks for everything. Prior to listening to your podcast, I was throwing darts at a dartboard, smumbling upon your podcast. I want to just make mention that what basically what he says is, hey, he's learned the system. And, and the system is what I'm trying to get to you guys is there's a process that works for me. Maybe it works for you. But if you alter it, find something that works for you. Because if you just do the, the, the work and learn about it, it, uh, it's great. Hey, and Mike's on, uh, on YouTube. High five, Mike. But here's where, well, here's where Mike lost me. The last sentence. I am now consistently growing my meager RH account. Robin Hood. Uh, Mike, have I taught you nothing? <laughs> I went off on it on the, the beginning part of the, uh, the YouTube live. So, uh, Mike, thank you so much. It really does make me happy. And, and, and kind of like I said on the, um, on YouTube Live, uh, th this kind of compliment just it fills me up with joy, makes me happy. Uh, I am so glad that you guys are learning. That's why when I get your tips, I know you guys made money. Um, I, when I give you these target kind of rep recommendations, uh, it makes me feel like I should tip you. So um, I'm sorry, <laughs> and I will never get over that clip of him crying on TV. I'm sorry, the the hubris. What a douche he is. Um, but I just still do watch him. The guy knows what he's talking about. He just has really bad picks. I mean, honestly, you know, every trader has them. Look at Kathy Woods. Look at uh, even Warren Buffett during periods has has had downside. Um, he hasn't been the great Warren Buffett for his entire, what, 50, 60, 70 year uh, trading career. So 
another listener reached out to me, Antron or Bud on Instagram. Uh, thanks for all the teachings and information you provided on Spotify. What do you think of NLST since it has been in a longstanding battle with Google and Samsung over infringement? Uh, so let's look at NLST. I'm going to start this out with this. And then we'll talk about World War III happening and what happened in the market yesterday. LNST is Netlist, Inc. And I looked at this chart yesterday and I was like, this one, it, it, it looks like a falling knife. Um, the chart looks ugly. There's nothing on the upside that would tell me this is going to swing other than the volume. You see these volume spikes right here. Um, the RSI is down at 24. Uh, at, at one point, it, the RSI went up to 77 on October 18th after being at 26 on October 13th. And the stock <clears throat> rose from $2.50 all the way up to about almost $3.52 looks like the high right there. Um, so it was a good move. It was a great move, 30%. The algorithm is built on four-hour time frame. This looks like it's an even tighter time frame than four hours. So my algorithm would not work on something like this. This is probably similar to AMC or something of that sort where retail traders kind of take this one. Um, and if we go over to Finviz and look at NLST, uh, our N, yeah, NLST, Finviz doesn't even have it for some reason. Um, I think I, I thought I looked at it yesterday. Let me see. Why is it not? I thought I did. Uh, maybe I didn't. Yeah, Finviz doesn't have it. Uh, NLST, I kind of, you know, again, I would say trade it on a tighter time frame. You might make some money because the volume indicators indicates that uh, it's there. Uh, let's see about if um, Active Trader Pro has it. Active Trader Pro does have it. Let's go over there because you can see this is a two-day chart of one minute. You can trade this one. I mean, you can make some decent money. Uh, long term, I wouldn't invest in it. I, I just, I don't know enough about it, but I, I can't imagine it's making money. It's a micro cap, so be very careful. You can clearly see on, on Active Trader Pro, the 10-day volume is 1.2 million. The 90-day volume is 475,000. So it's gotten some interest, most likely from retail, um, and I would trade it on a super tight time frame. It's not something that, because I can't find any information on it, I don't think I would necessarily go out and look for uh, uh, a, a significant, hey, I'm going to YOLO this one and it's going to make a ton of money. Just probably not the thing to do. So let's talk about, uh, I've got some other listener stuff down here too, but let's talk about the market overall. Uh, this was what was interesting. I'll go back to Active Trader Pro. And you'll see, I'm looking at you, Vixie. And yesterday's market, you were trading right, it broke $9. And I kind of have always said, hey, when it goes under 10, it might be a good idea to kind of uh, move this, you know, buy it and, and wait till it goes over 10. The, the, the VIX has just not spiked. Uh, but yesterday, we got news of a potential World War III. Uh, there were three missiles, I think. Uh, that landed in Poland and killed two people. Um, it, was, it was said to be Russian missiles. Rus Russia denied the fact that it was in, um, in Poland. It was determined by Polish officials to be part of missiles that were shot down and just wound up landing in uh, Poland. Uh, there's still some questions as to whether NATO will respond because Russia has been very well known about not having specific, um, uh, very good targeted missiles, we should say. <clears throat> but this was World War III. Now, here's the thing. The VIX spiked. The market went down. But the market held up. Essentially, the VIX calmed down. It pulled itself back. Uh, in pre-market, uh, Uvixi is at $9.20. It's down. Um, it was at $9.35. That's where it closed. It's at $9.25. Target isn't necessarily bringing the, Uv the Uvixi up. Um, it's not doing anything to volatility. The market is fairly steady. Uh, and with World War III coming up, that's decent news. So I... 
In my mind, I think that points to me that we've got some strength. We will be down today. Those high fly movers, that NASDAQ is going to be down today. I'm seeing it in my portfolio. Um, you're gonna, if you've got long-term portfolio, you'll lose money. So my goal on days when I lose money is to trade and try and make a thousand dollars. That's always been my goal is I'm going to make a thousand dollars on days where my long-term portfolio loses because over a long period of time, remember the 40, 40, 20, uh, the 40% and the 40%. So the 80%, if it's going to lose money, if I can make a thousand dollars on that 20%, I'm pretty happy, you know? So that's kind of the way I, I, I position myself. Um, this was an interesting one yesterday, and I wanted to bring it up. It was a Jim Cramer buy for me. I think I put like five or $10,000 into it. It's not a huge position for me. Um, but October 18th, American Eagle Outfitters crossed here at $10.26, and I kind of noticed this strength, and it's a huge amount of strength. Well, it's up, thir- up to $13. Now, nobody, uh, and I mean nobody that I talk to, and mind you, most of my friends' kids are in college now. When I was investing in American Eagle Outfitters and other kind of things, uh, they were in late teens, you know, uh, somewhere in that neighborhood, and they did wear American Eagle Outfitters. I know nobody wears this now. I, I haven't been to a mall. I don't know what the store traffic is like. I haven't walked in there. Um, the algorithm loses you 42% on this. Uh, buying and holding loses you 25%. I'm down probably, I think, 50 or 60%. But at 13, you can see it's outside those Bollinger Bands. You've got this cross up here, and you've got earnings coming up on November 21st. Uh, it did cross the 200-day. So you're using the 200-day at $11 as support rather than resistance. It broke right through there. And it has not broken through there in quite a long time. Um, if I pull this this back, you can see uh, we've been using that two day as re- uh, two hundred day, I should say, as resistance for quite a long time. Let's go to the daily and let's see uh, if it's above. It's not above there on the daily, and you can see on the daily there's all kinds of gaps um, above this one. Uh, the gap that's in range now is sixteen twenty six. It is again outside the Bollinger Bands on the daily. Look at the earnings coming up. The MACD has crossed up. The RSI is at 69. I probably wouldn't buy this right here because it's a little bit too hot. And if we do pull back, in fact, today you're down 4%, almost 5%. So uh, I I do think I I wanted to keep an eye on this because, and there's one name uh, that I wanted to bring up uh, for earnings tomorrow. And it's before the bell, I believe, but it's Macy's. And Macy's is retail as well. We got a good retail number. And you can see we just had a cross up here at 2127. You're at 2144. You can get that 2127 at some point today. Here's the problem. You've got this gap down here right below. Um, that, that worries me. And it's above the 200 day. So this one down here at 16 to 1664. That one worries me, but not as much as this one. So your stop... Uh, and you've got a clear, let's pull this volume over here. Uh, if we pull that volume over there, August 16th, you can clear right below that gap. There's a support at, at 1880 uh, volume level support. So you can clearly see that there's some volume support up here at about 20, not much. Uh, you know, 20, right? If you add these together between 20 and $20.50, there's probably a good amount of support there. Uh, but clearly this support down here right below this gap, uh, it worries me. But I think you could look at this one as we got good retail numbers. Uh, Walmart had good numbers. Uh, Target is saying, hey, uh, we've got an inventory problem. Uh, we have to put sales on in order to, uh, to increase uh, our customer uh, get coming into the store. But I think Macy's is a different breed. And I think because you're covering these gaps right here, I think you could see some type of move up in this one if they say, hey, we've got a strong e-commerce business. The consumer is strong like we saw in the retail numbers this morning. I think you could play this one. I hate to tell you to play this one again after my target loss, um, but I like this one. I, I really do. And here's here's my challenge to you. And remember what I always try and tell you. Um, 
Invest in companies you like. Go on Macy's.com. Do you need a bath towel? Do you need a bath robe? Do you need a bath mat? Do you need um, a shirt? Go on Macy's.com. If you like that experience, buy the stock. Because you know what? If you like that experience, other people would like that experience. If you go into a Macy's store, which I do, I like the experience. I don't buy anything because I'm freaking cheap as hell. Um, but when I see something on the clearance rack, I'm all over that, all over that. So I, I would challenge you to, to maybe look at Macy's.com. If you can get into a Macy's store before earnings tomorrow, even better. Um, they've got an ex-dividend date. And, and let's look at uh, some of their fundamentals. And that's why when I noticed American Eagle, I wanted to bring that up because I did see um, uh, some, you know, the, the, the Macy's. Now here's the PE is four. Uh, let's look at American Eagle Outfitters. So we're kind of looking at this 18. Look at this. PE is 14. Why wouldn't I buy a Macy's at, at a PE of four with a 2.94% dividend? Now Macy's is down 18% on the year. So I, I, that's where I'm trying to point you in the direction is do your own research, understand what you're buying. This is a downward trending stock clearly, uh, but I like it. And they've got a, you know, on their last earnings call, they said there was a strong uh, retail presence. Now, you're running right at the, the last uh, monkey, the analyst, was Morgan Stanley. They raised their price target to 22. You're trading at what? 21. So you're right there. Um, and Zach's, you know, don't listen to Zach's. But go back to, um, go back to, God. Zach's is the only freaking one that covers. Uh, Bloomingdale's tapped spoil and branch to introduce new sustainable luxury bedding. Um, and then upgrade to FinViz Elite to see this. Uh, what you should know. Um, Bloomingdale's releases. I don't know. There's not a lot of articles on here. But I like it. I like it a lot. So that's an earnings one that's coming up. Um, another one that I posted yesterday that I thought was interesting was Datadog. And this is a, a software company. Um, it is not, it is a Kathy Woods favorite. So you know it's super, super far down. Uh, we had this MACD cross up here at 77. You're trading at 82. I think you do have some support to get back here to the 67 to 74 level with that gap that's right there. Uh, but the reason why I posted this one is to try and keep an eye on it. I do, I think, have it. No, I need to add this to my not owned because I am going to keep an eye on this one. Uh, I like it for its rebound capabilities. Datadog is uh, one of the leaders. And if you look at Datadog, um, they are in the software business. They are not making money. Their forward PE is 73. This is a super, super expensive stock. But look at CRM. They've got a PE of 302. So if Datadog is making the same kind of inroads in technology and software that uh, CRM is doing, I, in my mind, I think it's a good buy. And I did talk with a software developer um, who believes that Datadog is better than CRM. Uh, might be just personal, uh, but here, why Datadog, Mongo, and Alassian rallied today. First Motley Fool article. Motley Fool's good. Zach sucks. Uh, so... Motley Fool will give you more in indication. Uh, look at the, the $85 price target on November 2nd by Macquarie. Uh, from, and they rate is neutral. Look at October. October, Conaccord uh, Genuity. <laughs> Hold to buy. They raised their price target to 110. You're at 86. So I, I did want to keep an eye on this one. If it does lose its support, um, it, it, the next run might be one to actually get into. I, I like the support level volume here, and I like it. Um, let's talk about earnings today. NVIDIA is the top dog on earnings today. Um, this is a chip company. They announced earlier that they had developed a chip that was not against the national interest, so they could sell it to China. Um, this one has been in, in the middle of a historic run. Uh, it's kind of lost. Today it's down. Uh, look at that candle. In fact, we just opened up, so the morning candles are opening. Look at that candle. In fact, since we opened up, let me just go back. And for the YouTube audience, I'll do this. Look 
the gap. So this is going to create a gap from 176 to however high this closes today. Uh, but you can clearly see at 151, 152, that gap is going to be huge. And so that gap will need to be filled. Look at the RSI everybody's selling today. Look at that MACD cross down. So that 173, it's going to get you out of that 173 with a huge loss. But those Bollinger Bands are expanding. In my mind, I think those Bollinger Bands start moving back up. Because you can't tell me that you're not going into Target and buying $500 worth of uh, laundry detergent because it's a five-for-one sale. So I do think that, that that Target is probably a good, if you don't own Target, add a couple of shares. I'm a believer in Target, but let's get back to earnings. NVIDIA has this, this move down, and it's right before earnings. You can clearly see that the volume levels, they're kind of staying the same. The MACD is crossing up high. That RSI at 67, I probably wouldn't play this into earnings just because of this run. Uh, I think that run is there. If they come out with some crazy guidance, and, and that's an if, uh, this one goes back up probably to these levels at 188. Um, I would rather see you uh, wait for the earnings announcement at 4 o'clock and then say, you know what? I'm going to get in here. Get in 170 instead of you know 162 and, and wait for it to run to 180. It might be 10%. It might be 5%. You might be able to you know, time it a little bit better. Uh, earnings, remember, uh, set your, my parents don't have this. You have to have, uh, after hours ability to actually trade fidelity's default is not to give it to you. You have to ask for it. And then they tell you, well, we can't be, um, you can't be guaranteed a price, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, I like this one. If you like a little bit of a more calm earnings today, Cisco, uh, this is what put me through college. This is what got me my Wendy's Frosties while I was a hungover in college uh, on the Sundays. I, I basically would buy and sell this one. It was interesting because um, there was a, I think I brought this up yesterday. There was a guy who uh, was saying that Fang, uh, Facebook, um, Alphabet, uh, Amazon, Apple, all of those companies, they won't, uh, they won't, <sighs> He was liking it to Cisco back in the 2000s. So here, let's take a look at, we'll go back to a monthly. And here's what you see in Cisco. So Cisco back here, um, you could trade, here's 2000. Uh, remember, I'm an old guy. And so if we go back, um, no more data. This was probably around the time when I started trading Cisco. Um, you can clearly see. I mean, you were trading somewhere here in $2 range. You got up to the $54 range. Uh, this was where I got out of Cisco. Right before the really dot-bomb crash. But if you were in Cisco, which by the way, in 2000, hey, Cisco's going to drive the internet. Their servers are the best. Uh, they make the best. Uh, network software. Uh, it, nobody can live on the internet without Cisco. That's where this was at a $63 range back in 2000. If you've held on to Cisco since then, you are still in the red. And, and that's what's important is uh, understanding that, yeah, Cisco's still around. Cisco was building the internet. Cisco was one of the great companies, uh, just like Apple, Google, um, Amazon. They could be in the same situation. So this guy was saying, hey, if you invested in Cisco because they were the, the giant king, they were the dominant player, they were the ones building the internet, you still haven't gotten back to positive on that. So it's an interesting kind of uh, look. But from a standpoint today, Cisco's not a bad buy. Um, it it you know has lost some money. Uh, they're back above the 200-day on the algorithm. You had to buy it here at 40 you're up at 44, so you've gained your 10% on what is a, a pretty solid company. Um, they're not going to surprise. They're not going to say, uh, you know, hey, we've got a crazy amount of orders. Uh, if they are to surprise, it will probably be on the downside, not necessarily the upside. 
Uh, you can see Barclays in September downgraded them from overweight to equal weight. Nobody really loves them. Um, there's a Barron's.com or, uh, article, Street.com, stay patient as Cisco Systems continues to build a base. I, I, my belief in Cisco is if you get it between 40 and 44, you're in good shape. You're not in bad shape. Uh, I, I think closer to 40 is probably the base. You got this gap down here. Um, but if you're, if you're afraid of uh, NVIDIA, Cisco's probably your, your, your safety. Uh, again, if, this is if money is burning a hole in your pocket because you got to be patient in this market too. Sonos, uh, there's always rumors of Apple buying Sonos because their speakers suck. Apple speakers, I say. Apple speakers are horrific. Um, the HomePod, uh, the big one, it was good. It was decent. It was overkill. The minis, horrible. I don't have one. In fact, I heard one at a friend's house. I'm like, why would I buy that thing? A, Siri sucks. Siri is the worst art of, you know, assistant out there. Uh, Google blows her away. Um, Alexa, eh, Alexa could be better, but it's not bad. I have an Alexa in my house. Um, it's in the other room. Uh, I use Siri a lot more on my iPhone and my, uh, and my watch. I can't imagine using it in the house, paying a hundred bucks for one of those shitty speakers. So Sonos is great. Sonos is unbelievable. My parents have a Sonos Beam, I think it is, um, soundbar with the, the incredible subwoofer. Uh, I get yelled at all the time. Yes, I'm 52 years old and my mother yells at me. It's too loud. It's too loud. Love turning up movies. Uh, in fact, my dogs go and sleep in the, um, in the, the mud room. Uh, like last night, I was watching a uh, Brian Cranston movie about Lyndon B. Johnson. Great, great movie on uh, HBO. Forget what it was called, but it was unbelievable. Um, but Sonos, they're coming up with earnings. Last time I played this on earnings, uh, <laughs> it was a while ago. Um, I'll pull this back to show you the last time I really played this on earnings because uh, it was during the run up. So let's go to a weekly because I can show you. Uh, last time I played this on earnings was around here. It was trading around 15 and I said, you know, uh, I think I want to play Sonos. And it just, I, I got lucky. Honest to God, I got lucky. I thought there, you know, this was about the time where my parents were looking at sound bars and I'm like, you really can't beat Sonos. My buddy Steve said Sonos is unbelievable. Uh, he was buying them for his outdoor speakers, indoor speakers, everything. He loved them. Um, they had confirmation and they just continued to go today. They do have some confirmation. So could you get back up here to 30? I don't know. That's a big ask because here's the thing. Um, your, your PE is at 20. Is a speaker company good enough to, uh, put growth in at, at a level that Google is, you know, are, are they, are they growing their earnings like Google is look at Google 19. So I, I would probably rather own Google than Sonos. But if you're inclined, if you have a speaker system in the house and you like Sonos, look, it's put in the floor there around 13. You're trading at 17. You've got this gap here between uh, 19 and 21. You could fill that on a good earnings call. So I like it. I like it. Another earnings, Starbuck uh, carriers. We're going to go into the carriers now um, because there's two specifically. Starbuck is one that I've played. I've traded in the past. Uh, it's got gaps all over the place. It is super volatile. The algorithm makes you 103% over 1,000 candles. If you just bought and held, it's 183%. Your average win is 10%. You win 58% of the time. Look at this. You have the buy here at 1908. You're trading at 1993 right before earnings. Um, these are, are crazy. No, you know, go, they go crazy during earnings time. Look at the last earnings. It kind of just sat there, but that was but the run before this was legendary. And then it just, just sank. There's the ex-dividend date. It just got tanked. Look at this one. Uh, it ran up right before the earnings. Then it got tanked right after the earnings. So I don't know if I'm hitting this one too late. Look at this. Right up until earnings, went up to earnings, kind of tanked, kind of just sat there, went up before earnings. Um, this earnings period, 
right on the earnings. It got you a buy. God, it ran up, um, you know, 10, 20%. Boom. So at $19, I think if you can get this at $19.50, because you have that button hook there, it's clearly using that 200 day at 21 as a uh, resistance level. So might be worth, worth the buy. Uh, Tom from Twitter says Zim. Zim is his pick. Uh, he says they always kill earnings. They usually do. They announce some type of dividend and their earnings are usually pretty solid. Um, you can see it kind of does. It's super volatile as well. The algorithm makes you 14%. Here's the killer. Buying and holding makes you 129% on this stock. Um, you win 39% of the time. Your average win is 16%. So let's look at star bulk carriers. Let's look at their, uh, their PE is two. These usually, but their dividend is 32%, by the way. They pay out crazy dividends. Both of these pay out crazy, crazy dividends. Starbucks carriers, year to date, they're down 10%. Um, Zim, on the other hand, their PE is 0.51. Their forward PE is 320. Their dividend is 102%. So you can see it's clearly putting in this capitulation down here. Is it going back to 50? I I can't imagine it's going back to 50. Uh, look at August, Citigroup, buy to neutral. Uh, Jeffries initiated in July, a hold. They have a $50.5 price target. Um, you can look at the PR newsletter, uh, Zach's you know, global newswire. Um, 15 global and logistics shipping companies on Insider Monkey. You can look at their, their, their view of the business. Um, you know Their earnings per share this year grew by 766%. Are they going to continue to show that kind of growth? I mean, that's the crazy part. Remember, shipping was the, the this was the logistics of uh, post-pandemic is trying to get stuff out. So uh, Tom likes it. I love the dividend, honestly. And if they announce another dividend, you're going to see this one explode. It does have a gap up here, ironically. Look at that gap between 44 and 46. Doesn't mean that it's going up, but ironically, it's below the fit, the, the 200 day back then. But look at how fast the 200-day has just cratered, cratered. And it was the, the gap was caused by that dividend payment. It's that 100% dividend. They might announce a special dividend. They're, they basically give back to their shareholders. So uh, I do think that that one, I'm not playing it. I'm a boomer. I play it safe. Baba is coming up in the morning. Um, it's interesting. Baba? 78, we got this cross up here at 68. They could announce something crazy like forward guidance, China's opening up and we're seeing an increase, blah, blah, blah. You know, this is a stock that you could gamble on. If you're younger, you have to have some exposure to China. Some, not a lot, some. I, you guys know I hate it. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. But you have to have some. So, oh, by the way, I forgot to mention this. Datadog, which I brought up earlier, part of the, one of the main reasons why I brought this up. Um, oh, you know what? I'm not even showing the Safari view. God, I was on Active Trader Pro the whole time. Uh, yeah, and I'm just looking down. Uh, my apologies. But you know what? If you got TrendSpider, you can follow along on your own. <laughs> Boom, sales pitch. But Datadog, what I like about Datadog is, um, and I have to zoom this in. Because one of the things that uh, TrendSpider allows you to do is look at insiders. And Matthew Jacobson, uh, who's a director, has just bought Datadog. Three huge lots. $50 million, $663,000, and then $20 million. He bought all that in the last few days. So Datadog has seen a huge influx of insider buying. And that's why this one's so interesting. Um, but let's go back to, I'll show you Zim, uh, show you some of this other stuff. See, here's Zim. Uh, I got to get rid of this. Uh, there's Zim. It's just not super exciting. Sonos. Um, I'll go back and show you Sonos. Sonos. I like it, but here, let's go back and I'll show you the, the daily of Sonos so you can see. Kind of the gaps that it's filled and um, the trading before. See how it went up. It's now a downward trending stock. It's trying to make its way back to that, 
that 200 day. Um, scans. Let's talk about scans because I'm not going to go back and show you all the Cisco and NVIDIA stuff. But Cisco, you, yeah, you can see for yourself. Just go back and look at Cisco's um, thing. Scans. One that I really like, and, and Jim Cramer is calling for the firing. He's bearish on Disney. Um, I like it. I mean, you know, we just had a cross up at $95.53. You're trading at 94. I think an 80, 80 handle. So if you get it 89, uh, I think, I think you could, um, you could really, really, um, do well on this one. And, and it's, it's, it's not that it's expensive. It's management team has made every wrong decision you could make. And so that's why Jim Cramer says, uh, Bob Chapek needs to be fired. I'm not a JPEG fan. I mean, look at the earnings, $1.930. cents. Um, they're just not monetizing. Uh, ESPN, if they announce ESPN a gambling deal with DraftKings or somebody else, I mean, God, they're showing spread lines, by the way, uh, on Sunday morning countdown. So I like Disney. I do. I, I use Disney products. Uh, I don't think it's going anywhere. Are, are you in danger of it going down to 70? Maybe. I mean, you know, again, if, if they, they have pricing power, though, uh, look at their cruise ships. I know people who go on Disney cruises who won't go on any other cruise line. So are you going to the parks? Nobody's stopping from going to the parks. Uh, they hired a bunch of people. They paid a higher salaries. Um, their costs are not in line. It's part of the problem. But I, I do think that, that Disney, is it going back to 170 net where Jim Cramer was pounding on the table, you should buy it at 170 No. No, it's not going back to 170 And the reason it's not going back to 170 is the multiple. Um, the multiple is still 54 It's still super expensive. Uh, I would rather see if you're going to buy a, for the streaming, buy Paramount. I told my parents last night, <clears throat> look at Paramount's PE, 4 Forward PE is 14. Um, look at Netflix. My dad said Netflix launched four tiers or something. PE is 29. Why wouldn't I buy Paramount instead of Netflix? Paramount's got Yellowstone too, by the way. I'm not a big Yellowstone fan. I watched the first season. Thought it was okay. Wasn't kind of taken with it. But um, the scenery, unbelievable. So let's talk about the next one which I am bullish on. Occidental Petroleum down 1.61%. We had a cross up here at $74.43. You're below that right now. Uh, it just got you out with a 13% gain, which easily could have been a 20% gain. I am still holding this one. I held it through earnings. It's got a small dividend, not a big dividend. You've got some, some volume shelf here support at about 72 Biggest volume, let me pull this back. Um, I'm going to push this forward to the recent highs of August 30th. And if we look at that, you do have some volume shelf support here at 72. If you break through that, you probably have 60 in the, in the realm, 69. Um, 66 would be the ultimate. And that's right, right at the 200-day. We're coming up on December 5th where the Russian oil embargo from... Uh, uh, the, 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 the European sanctions go in, that's going to push the price of oil up. Um, you know, I, I, I do believe in that one. So Occidental is, is a good one. <clears throat> LECO, Lincoln Electric Holdings. This is one that uh, I, I saw yesterday with a secondary cross up. I wanted to bring it up because the chart is just unbelievable. You started here with a cross up at 125. You've had several, you know, back in July, you went from 125 up to 147. It's October, you went all the way down to 125. You're back up at 147. It's clear you've got that, that head and shoulders kind of pattern that's creating. So I wanted to bring this up, not because I think you should buy it, but it should be on your watch list for the next 125 because it's clear that 125 to 130, is is just the 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 bottom support there, um and and let's look at that. And I just looked at the chart. I didn't look at the fundamentals, but their PE is twenty. Look at the double bottom. You're seeing it right there. So I I think it's going to pull back there. Um I don't think that they have earnings coming up. Their earnings the, the next catalyst is the dividend. 
on December 28th, but I don't think it's a big one. It's 1.72. Um, these guys, January 6th of this year was the last. Loop Capital said 170 bucks. They're still trading at 148. It hasn't gone up there. Uh, look at some of the the things. Lincoln Electric, through its subsidiary, designs, developed, manufactures, and sells welding, cutting, and brazing products worldwide. Eh, it's not it's super exciting. But it had a cross-up, and it was a secondary cross-up. And I saw on the chart, clearly, I wanted this one in my uh, to-own list um, because I want to see when it goes back down to that 125. Uh, my personal favorite of recent weeks is Roblox. And we had a cross up here on Roblox. We've been kind of capitulating here. 3675. You're down at 35. I think you could go back down to this 20 line level in a bad market. You can see with the, the recent uh, run up that we've had, their earnings came out. They gapped down on earnings. You've got this gap here between 36 and 38. Uh, I think you're heading back up there at some point. Get this cross up. It's not quite bullish. The the Bollinger Bands haven't synced up. You can see they synced up here and then just dropped. Um, and, and it was a catalyst for an earnings just to go down. You had this 12% gain right before earnings. Um, it was reported that Apple is getting into the metaverse. That's what's taking this one down. Uh, I mean, it was well known that Apple was getting in there. So, um, yeah, uh, Oxy uh, and, and Roblox. Um, there's another energy name that crossed up Fang. And this one's got a fat dividend. Oxy doesn't have a great dividend. Um, Diamondback energy does. It was a secondary cross up. So it's been super high. You've got what I wanted to point out, uh, when I brought this one up is this gap here between 121 and 125. As we get closer, you're seeing the dividend date is tomorrow. It's actually today. Um, let's see. Uh, Fang, their dividend is like 11%. Uh, no, it's actually 1.81. Where did I get that it had a fat dividend? Maybe it was a special dividend that they paid. Year to date is up 60%. It's flying. I mean, it's just, it's an upward trending stock. Got a secondary cross up. It's got all the confirmation in the world. It's energy. It's energy. There's no, you know, another energy name that had a cross up. Hess. H-E-S. Um, Hess Corporation. I think I brought this up even at the 107 level and said, hey, this gap um, that you see here, gap up, uh, it's a little bit dangerous, but I think with energy, you're fine. And you're at 148 right now. 107 was the algorithm. So again, energy, it's, it's great. It's just good. Uh, let's get down to my notes. Target lowered guidance, got killed. We'll come back. Um, let me see where's Target at right now. Target's at 152. It started to come back. Um, that gap that you see uh, forming um, right here, it's going to gap down. It's going to fill that gap. I think you're going back up to 170 at some point. I don't think you're hurt by buying this one and holding it, kind of like I did. Um, Lowe's, they beat and they are up. They were up by 2% um, in pre-market. Um, they said their business is good. Uh, in fact, while Andrew Sorkin was interviewing the um, the CEO, a listener wrote in who was a contractor and said, I own a small to medium business, several contracting companies, and uh, he said, all of our folks are booked through 2023. We're just worried about 2024. So Lowe's, Home Depot, I, I think you could do well on either one of them. Uh, Apple announced that they are going to use the Taiwan Semiconductor chips that are made in Phoenix in 2024. So again, bullish. Did, did Warren Buffett know that when he poured into TSM? Did Apple tell him, yeah, we're looking at uh, buying the, the TSM uh, chips? And he, you know, essentially Warren Buffett said, you know what? TSM, they've been beaten down. I'm going to buy them. So trading at 79 it's got super, super huge bullish, um, you know, chips. SOXL should be in that one um, because chips were just too far beaten down. SOXL, uh, you had this cross up here at 927. You're trading at 12. See how it's lost it? It's kind of hit that, that nine day. Won't get you out, but that button hook has started. 
does it mean that we're in for a second leg? Because look, it just broke the 200 day. Now it's below the 200 day. I would wait. If it breaks that 200 day again, we're in for another rod. That's kind of my thing. Um, Zim earnings today. To do Oh, Stephanie Link just posted the October U.S. Architecture Billings Index, ABI. It fell to 47 from 51 in September. She says that's usually a leading indicator. To me, uh, that being a leading indicator means uh, DRV because that means people are building less. DRV's got this gap down here between 41 and 42. The algorithm doesn't have you in as a buy, but it's coming damn close. It's moving up. And the, the algorithm that MACD is moving up, the RSI is at 36, so it's kind of in no man's land. Uh, you're capitulating here right around the 200-day. In my mind, it's using that 200-day not as resistance as support. You can clearly see it's hovering around there. If we close above that 200-day and that MACD crosses up, I think you're covering this gap between 58 and 61. So there's your 10%. I think this one below the 200-day is still in play just because that, that morning candle right now is still under the 200-day. It hasn't broken through. If this afternoon we break through that 200-day and some reason wind up up, I think you could. Uh, Walmart, I wanted to bring up Walmart because they're up another 2%. They're at 149. So while Target says, hey, we went down, we couldn't manage our inventory as well, you know, Walmart's up. Uh, in fact, that's one of the only greens. No, I've got others too. Um, let me see. Uh, Abbott is up. Um, Google is up. Uh, J&J is up. You're getting back to your staples are up. Let's look at UNH. This is a podcast favorite. It's been beaten down to 509. It's not crossing up at any point, but you guys know I say under 500 buy this one. Uh, when it was up here at 560, you know, I said, hey, you could buy it. This was a good, um, it got you in at 516 and, and it turned so fast, it only got you out at 525. But I would buy and hold this one. This was another long-term one. Um, buh, 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 let's say, uh, uh, Michelle, I'm trying to spend some money today. I'll talk to you, Michelle, afterwards on this one. We'll get you set up for today. Um, Zeppin saying he can't see anything, only seeing the Uvixi chart. <laughs> yeah, everybody was yelling me on you. I was ignoring you guys. What do you want? Um, SQQQ. Yeah, watch TQQQ and SQQQ. Let's take a look at those. Um, because TQQQ, while we're in this market, I would say yesterday's, um, hey, World War Three is happening and it just kind of capitulated. I think TQQQ could go to this 200 day at 25. Um, but you're seeing a button hook now in, in TQQQ. If we go to the inverse, which is SQQQ, um, are we seeing support? Did we have a buy? We don't really have a MACD cross up. You're in no man's land in both of them. So don't be patient. No reason to say. You can see SQQQ had no confirmation. It was down here on the bottom of the Bollinger Bands below the nine day. It's kind of capitulated. You know, the, you have this gap down to 41. Between 41 and 43, you're trading at 44.98. So you kind of covered this one partially, but you haven't covered it. You got a lot, a lot of room up on this one. Be patient. Uh, yeah, Zim declared a dividend, Jesse says. Uh, do, 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 short Laco. Um, yeah, ba, ba, ba. then reinvest your winnings on Monday. Yeah, I'm going to talk more, more to the YouTube folks when I get off. So that's it, 48 minutes. If you have any questions, hit me up. Thank you to all the supporters. Thank you to everyone who writes me. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you to everyone who signed up for TrendSpider. Remember, the link's in the description. Um, if I haven't given you access to my algorithm, I absolutely will. Uh, I know there's somebody on Instagram that I owe. Uh, who is a fellow Tesla driver, by the way? He found me on Tesla. Uh, I need to uh, thank Tesla. High five to Tesla. In fact, let's look at the Tesla chart because Tesla is... You guys know I own Tesla. Uh, I said that I, I think under 200, you could buy it. You could start to. It lost all its confirmation. It's at one, 189 right now. Uh, you know, Elon Musk has some problems. He's going to need to sell more Tesla. 
Um, in fact, let me look at the insider buys. Yeah, November 8th was his last $843 million. Um, he sold $2 billion of it on November 4th, $1 billion of it on November 7th. So almost $4 billion worth of stock is what he sold. That should keep him covered until the April debt payment for Twitter. But they're losing something like $4 million a day on Twitter. So he's trying to turn it around. But he may have to inject cash. So uh, until then, I, I, I think this is a buying opportunity for Tesla. You just got to make sure you don't buy it on a, um, you know, a, a false breakout. But I do think you could trade this one. You know, the, the algorithm makes you 25%. Buying and holding makes you 20%. Your average win is 14%. You win 37% of the time. And, and this is a stock that, in my mind, even if you buy it at, say, say you bought it yesterday at, at, at um, 197 you know, for tax purposes, you could take the loss, you know, if you got some other gains on it. Uh, if you need that money, you shouldn't be investing it anyway. But if you want to hold on to it, I don't think you're, you're bad in holding on to it because I do think these gaps up here at 257 uh, and 247, I think they get filled. Uh, I, I really, really do. This one up here is still under the 200-day. It's a negative uh, trending uh, stock. It's down 3% today at 188. So I, I still haven't put in my, the half money that I took out at 750 prior to the, the earnings call last time, uh, way back here in July. And I missed out on the run, but I took profits. You know, you got to take profits sometimes. So, uh, Snowflake, <laughs> uh, there's one, you know, should have bought it at 120. You got that gap up here. It's probably coming back, kind of doing nothing. It's hovering around that 200 day at 163, um, trading at 159 right now. Their earnings are coming up November 30th. I like it. I, I, I just buy this stock. I do. I just buy it. Um, Hershey Company. We talked about this one. Uh, it was in no man's land. The actual uh, cross-up might happen. Might happen here. The algorithm doesn't do you great. 12%. Buying and holding makes you 41%. Your average win is only 3%. You win 46% of the time. So it's definitely got some, some support here at 225. I mean, that's... That's where this one just does the hula dance. You know, you see the guys moving their hips. This one's just moving its hips. The rest of the body's not moving. It's just hips. So, have any questions, hit me up. Uh, I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a great night.